Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and I'm here today with my good brother and God's servant, Johnny Royal. Johnny, won't you introduce yourself for us? Hey, brother. Um, first of all, I want to say I'm glad to be on the podcast. Uh, my name is Johnny. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and we work here with the West Omaha Church of Christ. Um, I'm here with my wife, Katie, and we also do some uh, some kind of uh, st- studies that we do online. So if you want to look at those, gnoscostudios.org, and we do some Bible study stuff there. Yeah, I was going to get you to, to plug yourself on that. And uh, they, they do produce some good work over there at Gnosco Studios. You've got several younger fellas um, helping out with that. And they've got some pretty good studies. Some uh, some of them are on the, they're, they're shorter videos. So they're a little bit easier to watch. You ain't got to, you know, sit there and listen to them for a long time. And um, so today we're going to be discussing uh, wisdom. Now, for each each guest on the show, on the Way podcast, I wanted to discuss a topic or a passage of scripture, which I think really resonates with the individual, with the preacher or whoever it might be that's on uh, something that that I at least think that they embody. And while Johnny, yes, he's, he's a young fellow, he's a young gospel preacher, uh, you can certainly, if you know him, you can certainly tell that he strives for wisdom, not in an arrogant way, not in a, in a, in a prideful way, but in a, in a humble and in an, in a meek way uh, from a fear of God. And so I wanted to discuss uh, wisdom with him. Uh, Johnny, before we get started, could you tell us what wisdom is? So you can define wisdom, uh, I guess, any number of ways. Some have kind of made it pithy. I think it's Spurgeon that says wisdom is the right use of knowledge. So the way that I think of wisdom is that wisdom is a tool that makes knowledge useful. Uh, Knowledge at its core is just data. And so in and of itself, Knowledge is not inherently useful unless used through the eyes of wisdom. So knowledge is knowing that a stove is hot. Uh, It's knowing that if you touch the stove, your hand is susceptible to a burn. Wisdom is taking taking those two facets of knowledge and applying them and saying, I'm not going to touch the stove because, hey, stoves are hot. Yeah, I, I like the the was I like that first of all the the um, example that you gave there. I think that's a common example um, in regards to what wisdom is that the illustration of the stove and then not knowing uh, knowing to not put your hand on it. Uh, Webster's dictionary defines wisdom as knowledge and the the uh, capacity to make due use of it. So it's one thing to know something, and you can, you can know uh, there's. <laughs> vast amounts of, of knowledge which an individual can acquire in today's world or in the world period but knowing what to do with that knowledge is wisdom you can learn everything that all the books of the world has to offer uh, everything that that you can see with your eye you can learn about it 
But then what do you do with that information? What do you do with that knowledge? That's wisdom. That's both wisdom in a worldly sense and that's wisdom in, in the biblical sense as well. Um, and, and before we get into some examples to, to elaborate on that, I want us to also discuss the relationship of wisdom and God's word. Uh, like we, we mentioned that, that that's a definition of both worldly wisdom and biblical wisdom, but what's the relationship between biblical wisdom and, and, and God's word? So wisdom, uh, you know, we defined it as, as being able to use knowledge and God's book gives us both of those things. The scriptures give us both knowledge in and of itself, but it also gives us wisdom. And those words are so closely related. And I'm going to refer to Proverbs a lot, probably in this discussion, because Proverbs is uh, really an embodiment of wisdom. Now, I don't consider myself as one that's necessarily qualified to have a great understanding of wisdom, but I do consider Solomon uh, because he asked of God for wisdom and that wisdom was given to him. And so he wrote a book really about wisdom uh, to his son or to his his pupils. And that book is Proverbs. And, and Proverbs is, it is a, uh, it is the, the wisdom of the Old Testament. Now there's also Psalms is considered um, to be uh, wisdom or, or poetry. Uh, Proverbs is wisdom and poetry as well. And then we also have um, Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiastes is, is uh, some view it as a pessimistic, um, a pessimistic book. Uh, but it is, it really goes to the depth of, of wisdom or one's search for wisdom. And then at the close of that book, of course, Solomon says that um, the, the conclusion of the matter is to fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Look, if you look at Proverbs 1 and, and just those, I'll just read those first few verses. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice and equity. And uh, that wasn't exactly the verse that I was looking for, but, but the, still the sentiment is there. Mm -hmm. And in each one of those, you see uh, a facet of wisdom, uh, but specifically to discern the sayings of understanding. I would say that's a big portion of what the wisdom that we gain from God's word is. It's not only knowledge, but, but also understanding. Uh, and so when we're trying to understand any type of knowledge or, or God's word, we usually go to other portions of God's word to help us understand those things. Yeah. Uh, so what are some examples of, of wisdom? So, I mean, like we could, we could clearly go, we could go to, to Proverbs and there's a ton of examples there of, of wisdom. Um, but there's also a lot of examples of, of wisdom in the new Testament, whether it may be um, clear uh, cut examples or examples of individuals using or exercising wisdom. Yeah. So I would say that what wisdom is typically tied to is anything that you read and you say, wow, that's really practical. That's a word that we use that I would associate with wisdom. And so just like we mentioned that Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes uh, are maybe Old Testament books of wisdom, I would say that in the New Testament, we have a similar type of book, and that book is James. And so when you read through James, James is not necessarily a book that we go to for, for deep doctrine or theology. You know, for that, I usually lean on 
some of Paul's writings. You can really get deep in, into theology and, and what Paul wrote. But in James, he's teaching you how to deal with brethren. How, what, do you, what do you do when someone that is poor comes into the assembly? Uh, what do you do when you need uh, direction or wisdom? You ask of God. Uh, what do you do in, in each of these uh, um, kind of uh, places where you need, need to know what to do or make a decision? Uh, you go to God for it. And so I would say uh, a book like James would be a great example of wisdom in the New Testament. Yeah, James is often called the, the Proverbs of the New Testament. And the reason being is, is just what Johnny mentioned. But if you've, if you've ever read James or if you're reading throughout James, and you notice, like, he mentions things when he's talking about the, the rich man and the, and the, and the low man. The, um, he, he likens them to as the flower of grass. In verse, uh, James chapter 1, verse 10, but the rich in that he's made low, because as the flower of the grass, he shall pass away. For the sun is no root sooner risen with the burning heat, but it withers the grass. The flower falls thereof, and the grace of the fashion of it perishes, and then so shall the rich man fade away in all in in his in his ways so there there's one he he has this this knowledge of the world and how things work and yes that's that's obvious that's clear-cut knowledge most people understand that but then he makes proper application of it not only from a from a worldly perspective it's not it's not worldly wisdom but that's that's a biblical wisdom that's a spiritual wisdom he's applying it to the spiritual things and you see, you see these um, illustrations, as we would call them, permeating throughout the book. He also has the the, the wavering man. He's uh, the man that wavers when he prays, uh, wavers in his faith. Is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And so you get this uh, picture in your mind of the sea, uh, of the wave being tossed up onto the shore, and then it just dissipates to nothing. And then also. And later on in, in the chapter, chapter one, he likens the, um, the man uh, who d hears the word but does not do it uh, to the man who looks at himself in a mirror and then he just goes his way without ch making any changes. I frankly don't know many people who look at themselves in a mirror and maybe fix their hair a little bit and notice that, that they, they have something in their teeth. Something is off every time that they look in the mirror. And so it should be the same exact way when we look uh, in God's word, uh, the mirror of God's word. And countless times uh, throughout James, he uses these, these illustrations, which we would call them, them wisdom. He's making the proper use of the knowledge that he's acquired and accumulated. Uh, perhaps, uh, Johnny, that verse that you were thinking about is Proverbs 2, 2. It says, and you, you mentioned uh, parallelism, so that you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Uh, is that at least, I believe that hits the idea as well, doesn't it? And how those two are, are interchangeable, basically. You can yeah, put no, that's, that's, for that's the exact uh, thing that I was, uh, was searching for. And, and I don't know if that's actually even the exact verse uh, that I had wrote down, but he makes that same statement throughout the book on multiple occasions. And there's the parallel thought, but that the, the type of knowledge that he's calling wisdom, it's also understanding. And so there's a certain type of, of, of knowledge uh, that, is, that is understanding your wisdom. And that's, that's knowledge that helps you to apply other knowledge. That's wisdom literature. Um, also in the New Testament, you know, going through 
what we would consider uh, wisdom in the New Testament. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not trying to, to undermine the rest of the New Testament, all of its wisdom for our lives, yes. but certain things I would consider um, that, that, that pour out wisdom. Um, I think every time you look at one of the parables of Jesus, what you're seeing there is, is, um, wisdom. And so it's, he takes knowledge, uh, and he uses figures, uh, as that are parables, um, to apply that knowledge. And so, uh, for instance, Luke eight, uh, four and following with the parable of the sower, when a large crowd was coming together and those from the various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by the way of a parable. The sower went out to seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky soil. As soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell on the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And uh, I won't take up too much time, but you can continue to read through that, and he eventually gives the explanation to his disciples and how that each soil represented a different type of heart with various uh, varying perception to the gospel. And so the Lord was able to take knowledge about um, the word of God and the heart of man and help people to understand it by the way that he formed his words. And I think that is wisdom. Yeah. Now we've, we've got a few minutes left. Um, and I guess we'll close with the question of what areas of life should wisdom be used in which that's probably a clear cut answer. But then I want us to, to separate worldly wisdom and spiritual wisdom. First of all, we, we, we need to determine what the two are. We need to determine uh, the differences between them. And then we've given already some examples of spiritual wisdom, such as Jesus parables, and then the, the proper applications, which James made in, in the book of James. Um, but, but, let's give some examples of, of worldly wisdom. What is worldly wisdom? And can you give some examples of it? Sure. So um, I think that wisdom, general wisdom is, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about, the right use of knowledge. Um, I think, you know, the way that I look at scriptures is that the only difference between someone that is wise in a worldly fashion and someone that is wise in a spiritual fashion is that the spiritual person has access to more knowledge than the worldly person. And so uh, for instance, I think worldly wisdom uh, you consider, you consider facts or knowledge that everyone has access to Uh, worldly wisdom. The way that you apply that physically is, is maybe to your finances or maybe health wise, maybe, you know, that you you want to be in a certain shape and eating this type of food will have the opposite effect. And so wisdom would be, Hey, don't eat that. It's not a part of your diet. Uh, Maybe has to do with your planning or your career, et cetera. But spiritually wisdom is indefinitely more valuable. Um, There's the principle in first Timothy four, eight, that exercise is only of little profit. And that's because exercise only aids you in this life. What somebody that is spiritually wise knows that there's more to living than just this life. And so spiritual wisdom says, let me also consider the things that apply to my eternity. Um, A good passage that I want to allude to just to put all these thoughts together is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, towards the end of the chapter, just to sum up what's going on right there, is that 
those uh, that, that Paul is explaining revelation to the Corinthians. And he's explaining that how, how would they know God's will unless God revealed his will to them? And the specific verse that I want to look at is verse 14. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that will instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. And, and I would uh, encourage you to go and, and read the rest of that context. But the end thought is this, is that people that haven't been uh, given the fruit of inspiration, God's revelation, mm. uh, they're not going to understand spiritual things because they don't have the knowledge to apply. And so you will never have somebody that's living for eternity that hasn't been given that revelation from God. And so that's what I think the difference is between physical and spiritual wisdom is. It is only that the person that is spiritually wise is using and basing their decisions, not limited knowledge, but a more full full knowledge than a worldly wise person has. Yeah. And now you, you mentioned, you mentioned the, um, the, the, uh, the, the carnal man and then the, the, the spiritually minded man. Um, how does, and you also mentioned the, the inspiration and revelation, et cetera. So how does one acquire uh, this spiritual wisdom? Yeah. So obviously when, when Paul was writing this, you know, they had, they had spiritual gifts and that's one thing that he talks to. Uh, to the Corinthians about they're abusing them. And, and you look at the gifts they had and, and they had uh, prophecy and, 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 and the gift of, of faith and, and they could speak uh, in tongues and have revelation and there were men to interpret there and such. And, and uh, not to get too far away from our topic of discussion today, that's, that's really another study why that, that those spiritual gifts aren't in the world today, but we still have the same message from the same spirit. And so they had those uh, miraculous gifts to give them their spiritual wisdom. And then we have a gift from the spirit that we get our spiritual wisdom. And so everything that has been revealed to us from God, uh, which are the scriptures, that's, that's where we go to get spiritual wisdom. All right. And then the last, the last uh, thing that I want us to, to mention, and this will be rather brief is what areas of life should wisdom be used? You know, I think that uh, wisdom should be used in every aspect of our lives. Obviously, there's a difference between uh, physical wisdom and spiritual wisdom. You know, I didn't think about uh, that exact question beforehand, but I suppose that uh, you could you could give uh, the same response that that uh, Jesus gave when they asked him if if he ought to pay his taxes to Caesar. And so when do you use uh, uh, physical wisdom or, or carnal wisdom, you know, dealing with things of this world, uh, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but when do you use spiritual wisdom and things that apply uh, to, to God and, and uh, that which is spiritual? Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah, you do, you do use it um, in, in really in every aspect of your life. And, and that's that being, and, and going back to, to the difference between the, the uh, carnal wisdom or, or worldly wisdom versus spiritual wisdom, carnal wisdom or worldly wisdom is something that gets you ahead or, or gets you higher in this world. And then spiritual wisdom is something that's going to get you higher. It, it's going to, 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 to take you to, uh, to 
another level of life. Jesus said that he come to give life and that more abundantly and that he's talking about eternal life. Uh, he's talking about the life hereafter and the wisdom of the world is only good for this world. But then the spiritual wisdom that we acquire through God's word uh, is going to be good for uh, all throughout eternity. Yeah, uh, we do appreciate you uh, tuning in to the way podcast. If you listen to us, um, through the remainder of this episode, be sure to, to rate and review, uh, brother Johnny, he's going to Lord willing be back with us, uh, March 11th. We're going to be discussing, uh, logic and, and the Bible and how those two per pertain to one another. Uh, so be sure to tune back in then, uh, don't forget to rate and review. If you're listening to us through Facebook, be sure to like, and share, and go check out the scattered abroad network page. Be sure to like, and share it as well. We appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.